0: in their defense versus people that don't have money so you see a lot of you know lower in and that's really a class issue and, and race does come into play this is let your voice be heard right here on whcr 923 fm the voice of harlem Hey, guys, this is Alyssa Fuchs, and welcome to Let Your Voice Be Heard Radio. We're glad that you're with us. Um, We have a very special show today. I am, of course, as you can see, not joined today by Stanley or Selena or Jackie. Boo! Um, But I am here with Greg and with Chad, and we're about to give you a really great show. Um, So today we're going to be talking about the ongoing Trump-Russia scandal that seems to never end. Um, We will also have a news roundup where we'll talk about the killing of Botham Jean in Dallas. Um, by a police officer who was off duty. We will talk about the hurricane that's going on. Um, We will talk about Puerto Rico, uh, more Donald Trump stuff. And, of course, we cannot forget to talk about the New York State primary election. Um, So I am going to give you my introduction in just a second But before I do, I'm going to pass the mic over to the people who are joining me today So that they can tell you who they are Um, And then we'll circle back to me I'll tell you who we are all together And we'll get started on this great show for Let Your Voice Be Heard Radio Thank you so much for joining us today And uh, on that note, Chad, why don't you tell everybody who you are
1: Hello everyone, (laughs) my name is Chad R. McDonald And you may know me on Facebook as The Good, The Chad, and The Ugly Um, So I am a gun violence prevention advocate and have been for a few years. I've been very involved with uh, not only that cause, but many other causes that are important to people in general. Uh, I'm helping uh, a home for the disabled called Freedom Gardens. Uh, I'm also uh, a member of my school's PTA. So in my opinion... Uh, reducing gun violence and increasing education and help for the needy are very important things that Americans need to do. You can find me on Facebook at Chad R. McDonald, The Good, The Chad, and The Ugly, and on Twitter at ChadMac19.
2: Awesome. And I am Gregory Niesmith and happy to be sitting in with uh, the folks that Let Your Voice Be Heard. I am a certified coach, content creator, and business consultant, and founder and CEO of Underdog Stuff. And my whole thing is about exploring how underdogs get their swagger back in today's society and culture. And if you stick around, I'll actually be on the air again, going back to back today. Woo! Show now on Let Your Voice Be Heard, and then at noon, the Gregory Neesmith Show.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And so, of course, that brings me back to me. I am Alyssa Fuchs. I'm your anchor today. Yay. Um, I am a civil rights attorney um, with Conan Fitch. um, And I'm also a criminal defense attorney. And I'm your political and legal correspondent right here on Let Your Voice Be Heard Radio on WHCR 90.3 FM. The line, or at least it used to be, is talk legal to me, um, which is sort of a playoff of talk dirty to me. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we have a great show lined up for you today, and we're going to be talking a lot about Donald Trump. Woo!
1: What, what else is new? Which,
0: by the way, and we can get more into this during the segment, Donald Trump is apparently literally going crazy on Twitter as we speak. Um, uh, he's, like, bugging out and saying that this whole thing is a witch hunt. I mean, what else is new? Every day he, you know, gets in front of his... Uh, phone he thinks that there's a witch hunt going on here's the problem with that is you know when there's a witch hunt you don't actually find the witches
1: (laughs) i gotta say if this is a witch hunt man bob muller is one heck of a witch hunter i mean he keeps just racking him up i mean i shared a cartoon on the good the the chat and the ugly the other day and it just showed like a a fighter pilot with uh you know uh, a bunch of witches On his cockpit, you know? (laughs) You know, this is how many he shot down. I mean, what is it now? It's like there's Manafort, there's Papadopoulos, uh, there's Cohen, Flynn. Flynn all guilty charges. All, Manafort pleaded guilty to conspiring against the United States while he was Trump's campaign manager. If it's this is a witch hunt, this is amazing.
0: I mean, don't get too ahead of ourselves. We don't want to spoil yeah. the fun for later on this afternoon. Good
1: point.
2: <laughs> True. It's hard not to get into it, but we'll, we'll, we'll try to be as calm as possible. Yeah.
0: I mean, look, this has just been sort of a crazy week, and I know we'll talk more during the news roundup about uh, the primary election, but we had a really big primary here in New York. Um, And it was sort of exciting because, you know, a lot of people who uh, wanted a caucus with Republicans lost their seats. But it was also sort of disappointing because at the top of the ticket, you know, the progressive slate really didn't pull it off, unfortunately. And I know we'll get into that some more. Um, You know, it's just uh, it's one of those things. But I will say about that is there was a lot of engagement and involvement. So, you know, that's always fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, and
2: I'm looking forward to hearing later on the show how it was for you personally. I saw you out and about like literally in the streets campaigning. Also were- Stanley a lot of folks with the show so I'd love to hear Yeah, and you know, big shout out
0: to Stanley because Stanley's candidate Alessandra Biaggi actually won her race. So, shout out to Stanley, although Stanley, I hate you right now. I'm very mad at Stanley. You know know what Stanley was doing the other day while I was planning this show for all of you so that we could all have a really good time on the radio, and Stanley was supposed to be helping me? You know what he was doing?
2: What was he doing? He was
0: drinking. (laughs) He was literally, not just was he drinking, he was posting pictures of the drinking on the Internet so that everybody knew he was drinking. And I wrote him back, and I was like, really right now, Stanley? Selena and I are literally on the phone planning this show right now, and you are drinking, so... Um, you know, shout out to Stanley for uh, not helping, loser. <laughs> he had his moment. He, they won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Well, so anyways, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, but when we come back, we're going to jump into the news roundup. We have some really good stories to talk about. And then after that, we'll continue our conversation about Donald Trump. This is Elizabeth Fuchs on WHCR 90.3 FM. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard Radio. Thank you for joining us this morning. And we are back. Uh, this is Alyssa Fuchs. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard Radio. I am joined today by Gregory Niesmith and Chad McDonald. Chad R. McDonald. That's me. Uh, also known as Captain America. <laughs> and we have a really great show planned for you today. But, um, you know, right now we're jumping into the news roundup. So um, as Stanley likes to say, this is uh, the time where you get to call in and uh, tell us about stories that you're talking about. 212-650-6903. I got the number right this time. One time I gave out the wrong number and it turned out to be like some sex talk hotline or something <laughs> no i'm kidding i'm kidding but do you remember those when we were like kids
2: well hold on which part were you kidding about like, giving out the wrong number or was, No, wait, no the number i it really two. did
0: give out the wrong number but it wasn't a sex toy hotline but it was some kind of hotline um you remember those when we were kids i, I do you used to like i remember real quick before we jump into the news roundup because it's actually funny i remember like my friends and i calling from the payphone at our middle school <laughs> And it'd be like, you'd reach the sex line, press 6-9 to speak to Janine, you know. <laughs> and we thought it was like the most amusing thing because we were in sixth grade. So anyways, uh, shifting gears uh, to uh, some not so good news, as you may have heard, a gentleman named Botham Jean uh, was killed this week by an off-duty Dallas police officer who was still in uniform. Uh, At least the official story that we have heard so far is that she had gotten off work. Uh, She went back to her apartment complex. She thought that she had gone to her apartment. She swiped her key fob. The door was partially open, and she then walked in the apartment. She thought that she was in her own apartment and saw an intruder. She claims that she told him to, uh, you know, show her her, her—show him— Show her his hands. Uh, He didn't comply and then she shot and killed him. Turns out she was in the wrong apartment. Um, and uh, she shot and killed one of her neighbors who is in his apartment, who turns out to be a black man. Um, and not just any black man, somebody who was very involved with his church um, and who had a very good job. Not that I think that's relevant at all, um, because I think that the story would have been disgusting regardless of what his character is. Um, and now we come to find out that, you know, all these crazy weird things have happened where, like, the police are, like, searching his home and saying they find marijuana is in, in his house. Um, and there's just a lot of these elements of the story that just don't really make sense. So just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on what's going on.
1: Well, uh, let me be blunt. No pun intended. It smells like a setup. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, this this guy, if he had, if Botham Jean had marijuana in his apartment, so what? He's living at home. He's living while black, and now he can't even do that. You can't even live while black now, and you get shot by the police. That is ridiculous. And the same people who are saying that, oh, he should have complied with uh, uh, the the officer who shot him in his own apartment are the ones saying, oh, Cap shouldn't be kneeling. Well, that's exactly why Cap is kneeling. And meanwhile, um, the the cops are trying to talk about how this guy has drugs in his apartment. The officer went into the wrong apartment and didn't notice. She didn't notice she wasn't in her own apartment. I'm sorry. Like, what was she on? like she is the one who probably is on the drugs or was drunk or whatever was going on and it smells like a setup and it was just, it's this it's a horrible injustice and that's what we need to focus on.
2: Yeah, I um it's it's disturbing, you know that phrase king of your castle or queen of your castle? Yeah. Um and in this case that wasn't the case. You can't even be safe in your own home. And my issue has been there's this presumption of Botman Jean still has to prove that he's innocent and they're searching his apartment. Yeah. And it's been days and I haven't heard anything. And he's, about, the victim. And he's a victim. I haven't heard anybody searching uh, uh, the officer Geiger's apartment. Exactly. Or what was she on? And then to this point about confusion, she somehow clocked out, drove home. Well, drove into the right apartment, then lo- lost her faculties on the wrong floor then got them together again and then called not one after this all went happen. Like, it just doesn't make sense. No.
0: And then there's no. like, there's uh, these raising a whole bunch of other questions that I was reading that they said like, she didn't know him, but that she might know him. I mean, look, you're right. If it smells like fish it probably is fishy right Um, or as I usually say but cannot say if it smells like ish it probably is (laughs) Um, but you know like this is just it's also turned into this smear campaign which is whenever somebody's doing something um, and they're black even if they're not doing anything wrong they're automatically at fault Uh, um, and anytime there's a police officer involved especially a white police officer it's like automatically like well what was the black guy doing and wait and then it gets even better because the NRA has the audacity to then put out a statement saying that if Botham Jean had a gun he would still be alive today
1: yeah where were they what? when Philando Castile got shot I swear to God like you know Philando Castile he was shot by uh, police on Facebook live not long ago yes. and he was a legal conser- uh, legal concealed carry uh, uh, he had a le- legal concealed yep. per- carry permit he got shot and then the argument became oh he shouldn't have had a gun. So I mean they're they're talking out of both sides of their mouth here as they do. Yeah, uh,
2: let's let's see what happens. But I'm I'm hopeful for when's the investigation going to turn to Geiger, the officer, uh, as mean, opposed to investigating yeah. the victim. I, well, that,
0: I, I honestly don't know. I, I look, I, I will say this, and I was reading a bunch of articles on this before we move on. I read the arrest warrant that was drawn up, and the arrest warrant is perplexing to me because I've read hundreds of documents like this. And sure, I read them in New York, not in Texas. And charging documents can differ from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. But it essentially reads like a criminal defense attorney wrote it. Um, And several criminal defense attorneys have come out and said, you know, she's going to walk. So they were like, if she was my client, I could already see 16 different ways to defend her. And, you know, for me as a criminal defense attorney, I always say everybody's entitled to the presumption of innocence in a court of you know, law and everybody is entitled to be proven guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. But I also have never seen a situation where the prosecutors go out of their way to sort of protect the defendant Um, that obviously is not the prosecutor's job. The prosecutor's job is to prosecute and, in theory, to get justice. But, um, you know, justice, when it does come, takes a while. And that's, of course, if it ever comes at all.
1: The bottom line is she was completely in the wrong. She was in the wrong house and shot someone who lived in that apartment. Uh, There is no way that she is innocent of this crime.
2: She's an intruder into the man's home.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's really nothing more to say. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all pans out. Uh, of course, I won't hold my breath because, you know, Daniel Pantaleo is still a member of the NYPD I know. after four years since Eric Garner's mm-hmm. death. Um, and he is still getting paid almost one hundred thousand dollars a year. Um, and, you know, that's, as you said, why people are kneeling, not because of the flag. Uh, it's no. the protest and injustice. Um, speaking of injustices, uh, you guys hear Donald Trump's comments about Puerto Rico?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. I, I might have. I might have got that. I might have caught that. Uh, I made a I made a statement on my Facebook profile which I will continue to stand by and it uh it went semi viral. Uh and basically what I said uh is Donald Trump left almost three thousand Americans with brown skin to die after Maria. And now he's denying they ever existed. That's ethnic that's ethnic cleansing. Changed my mind. Mm. That's exactly what that is. There is no way to see that as anything other than racism, racism and genocide. You put it together. That's just what it is. On top of that, the uh, this is a whole other thing. But uh, the uh, the children being kept in concentration camps. There's more children being kept in camps now than ever were, and. Uh, and, and 3,000 people died, and he's out there denying it, saying it never happened. I mean, he, one of the late-night talk shows said it, said it best. He's now the first Maria Truther. I mean, even the Sandy Hook people who are saying that the Sandy Hook people never happened, and those people are all scum, but they're looking at him going, what are you doing, man? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it used to be the one place where there was still some bipartisanship and unity would be around natural disasters. Yeah. And even Donald Trump has found a way to make it partisan and also, as usual, about him and not about the people. And I wish I could say I was surprised, but he's shown who he is time and time again. It's
1: no surprise. And still and still on all of my Facebook pages, I will still have Trump supporters walk in and go, how is he racist? I'm sorry. The only one who asks, how is Trump racist? Are, racists. are the racists, um, are racists. But,
0: you know and the other thing though that's perplexing about it is it's his own government it's his administration mm-hmm. that are giving him these official numbers so we're not just at a point where it's like oh well liberals or democrats are saying x but you know our official totals are saying y this is just like the the trump scandal with russia that we're going to talk about later on in this segment where literally they're like hey the sky is blue and donald trump's like no it's not i think the sky looks purple today and we <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) we're like, no, Donald, but it's blue. See, that's blue. Um, That color is blue. And he's like, red. And you're like, no, Donald, blue. And he's like, no, it's red. Right. It's red. And so that's sort of where we are in our political conversation, which
1: is more or less what Bob Woodward said in his book. He said they they will present Donald Trump with facts and he will just refuse to get it Um, at, at which, of course, Trump responded by saying that Woodward was a liar. And Woodward's response to that was, yeah, that's just what Nixon said.
2: More alternative facts. And remember, the truth is not the truth. It's Didn't you hear truth. Rudy down the
0: weekend? No, oh, right. That's right. Truth isn't truth. Well, we'll see what happens when we get the final uh, numbers from Hurricane yeah. Florence. Because according to the president, who's currently on Twitter, not tweeting about the hurricane, but instead tweeting about the so called witch hunt, um, you know, he, he wants us to know that hurricanes are big and they're wet. And they have a lot of water. Big. Tremendously big. Tremendously wet. And tremendously wet. <laughs> um, where's Obama? I like i miss well, obama he's
2: back kind of
0: <laughs> i know but like i just need some intelligence <laughs> right now do, do you know? I, I, I can't have a president that sit here and tells me that a hurricane is tremendously big and tremendously wet I, or like we're seriously living in an episode of the idiocracy the next thing i know they're going to tell me that Brondo waters the grass and that it has electrolytes
1: yeah no i i had somebody ask ask me like what do you miss most about barack obama and i said being able to sleep at night. This is crazy. I wake up and there's there's some new crisis. There's some new horror. There's some new travesty. I'm expecting missiles to fly almost every day. Uh, he's leaving people to die in Puerto Rico. He's locking up children and putting them in concentration camps. This was something I said like way back when, when they elected, when they were when when the election was still happening. I said we can't elect Trump. He's probably going to put in concentration camps, and I was kidding at that time but it's happened so i mean what what, you know in 2016 they said no 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 those aren't nazi salutes at uh, trump rallies in 2017 they said no 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 those aren't nazis marching in in charlottesville and in 2018 they're like no 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 those aren't concentration camps it's like where do we go from here
2: yeah it's hard to sleep at night and we wake up to tweets and more and more tweets and instead of waking up to tweets about hurricane well now tropical depression florence we wake up to tweets about
0: Angry Democrats. Yeah. I, I don't. I like half the time. And wish I hunts. I, it's like word salad. It's it's like that line in the new Eminem song that I was just listening to this morning, where he's like butterfly da 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 something. He's like butterfly Burger King. So that's that's like how the president tweets. Just complete word salad. But you know, unlike Eminem, the president doesn't actually make any sense. Um, but speaking of of things that, that we can do um, to make progressive change in the world, um, you know, we spoke a lot, and we're going to speak a lot more today about national politics, but of course, local politics are supremely important. So before we wrap up this segment, I did want to briefly give a few minutes to talk about the New York State primary. So um, the New York State primary happened on Thursday, uh, this past Thursday. Um, Unfortunately, the very progressive slate, uh, which was Cynthia Nixon, Jumani Williams, and Zephyr Teachout did not win. Um, But there was a lot of uh, really local race wins at the very low levels. So that was awesome for like state committee races. Um, Almost every single member of the Independent Democratic Caucus was ousted. Uh, so, as we mentioned, yeah. congratulations to Stanley mm-hmm. and Alessandro Biagi, uh, Zel Myrie won in Brooklyn. There was a lot of other really big wins. So it was sort of like, for me at least, bittersweet. I had worked really, really hard on this Zephyr Teach Out campaign, yeah. and I was super jazzed. Um, and, um, you know, it just didn't work out the way I would have liked, but I think it was good because what we saw was so much engagement. So many people actually came out to vote in this primary. Um, and after the fact, and you know, this is something that people can debate, but people say, have said like, if Tish James is the establishment, like that's really actually a good thing in some ways. Well, that's just
1: it. You and I, uh, I first of all, I want to, congratulate you and all the work you did. I saw you on social media with all your yeah. canvassing shifts. Thank you. You were busting your butt out there and that that is that is commendable and admirable. Uh, Tis James is actually the candidate that I supported. Um, and, uh, and Leah, what you said, if, if she's considered establishment, then we're in good shape. I mean, I've met Tess James several times now over the course of uh, my advocacy for gun violence prevention. She's always been wonderful. She's always been strong and she's always had a good head on her shoulders. And this is the thing with me. Uh, she will be taking over the Ar- attorney general's office should she well, beat her Republican right. opponent in November. And if she does, she's going after Trump's businesses and family. And I can't think of a better person to do that.
2: Yeah. And and just one quick question for you, Alyssa, given the, the amount of work you put in. Uh, what do you say to folks who, you know, the top of the ticket was kind of status quo in New York? Yeah. yeah. What do you say to folks who might be feeling a little down as we head into the general elections that will happen in November.
0: I mean, look, and this is in some for some people a controversial position, but I've always said, you know, when it comes to the primary, you vote your heart, you vote your ideology, you back the person you really, really... You know, believe in and care about, uh, but when it comes to the general election, um, I vote blue. Uh, you know, I think it's su- supremely important. We were, are at this point in history where we cannot afford to take any chances, and I know that sometimes puts me at odds uh, with some people that you know feel like they can't vote for somebody because it doesn't match with their own ideology. They think the person's too centrist, too establishment. Uh, but I just think it's really important that we don't take any chances. Uh, every vote counts. Um, you know, we shouldn't take advantage. Or we shouldn't take for granted the fact that New York is predominantly a blue state, because as we saw for the past several years, the Republicans have actually been controlling the Senate. Um, So, you know, my opinion is go out, get involved, uh, um, vote blue in November and, you know, and then we can then put pressure on some of these people that we may feel are, you know, people call him status quo, and I don't think that's wrong. Um, but, like, look, just by Cynthia Nixon running, she was able to push him to the left on certain issues. Yep. Marijuana legalization being one of them. So I think, you know, it's really important that we support the Democrats, but that also means we continue to hold their feet to the fire and hold them accountable um, because that's what matters and that's what's important. On that note, we have to take a quick break. Uh, this is Alyssa Fuchs with WHCR 90.3 FM radio. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard heard Uh, we will be right back to continue this conversation about trump and russia and we are back uh this is Alyssa fuchs i am joined by gregory needsmith and chad r mcdonald here on let your voice be heard radio this morning um and uh now is the time for us to continue this ongoing conversation about donald trump and russia so new developments this week Um, Paul Manafort, as you know, he was convicted a couple weeks ago of eight out of 18 counts (laughs) um, uh, of wire fraud and tax fraud and a bunch of other different federal crimes. Um, And so on the other 10 counts that he was not convicted of, there was a hung jury, which essentially means that the prosecutor has to decide whether they're going to retry him on these 10 counts or they're going to try and. Negotiate some kind of plea deal on these 10 counts Or they're going to drop these 10 counts And so for a while people weren't exactly sure what they were going to do They were like, you know, they're already trying him again There's like this whole other trial going on In a different jurisdiction about other charges Um, And, you know, now they have these other 10 things And, you know, what are we going to do to be able to figure out um, How we're going to charge this guy and prosecute him XYZ Um, And so then we get news this week That he has now actually agreed to plead guilty To reduce charges, to Basically clear everything else up That was still pending against him And in exchange for the special counsel Allowing him to plead guilty To these reduced charges um, We were going to have him singing And essentially what that means is He's going to talk to Robert Mueller And he's going to spill his guts Um, And he's going to snitch out Everything that he needs to snitch out Um, And so it's going to be really interesting To see what he knows And so, you know, uh, we... uh, Basically, the deal was a surrender for him for months and months and months. He's been vowing to prove his innocence, uh, to say that he was only working as a political consultant for Ukraine um, and that he didn't have anything to do with Trump or Russia or, you know, the meeting with the Russian lawyer at, at Trump Tower where the story kept changing. It was about adoptions. It was about dirt on Hillary Clinton. Nobody really knows. Um, and now that's all changed. So I think that takes us one step closer to the season finale, as they say. <laughs> um, And so I was uh, curious, you know, I'll open up the floor to you guys uh, to get your thoughts. Uh, um, You know, obviously, this is just one more piece of this Russia puzzle. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to rehash all of the details right now um, about what we already know. But, um, you know, this is a big deal. So what did you guys think when you heard this news this week?
2: Uh, I would say, you know, things are heating up.
0: Yeah, that's
2: for sure. But I'm still not that excited yet. Why not? There hasn't been any leaks about all of this ties back directly to Donald Trump. True. When we get into he said versus he said, I don't know, who do you trust more, Trump or Manafort? I don't know, it might be a tie. (laughs) And so I'm like, it's heating up, but I don't have anything yet
1: It's on Trump. I have have actually the exact opposite reaction. Uh, I used to smoke cigars, and I haven't smoked cigars in a long time. And when Manafort pled guilty on Friday... And admitted that, yes, he's flipping on Trump. I went out and got a cigar and I smoked that. Um, I was great. I'm very excited about this because, and I'm also, to, to your point of how does this tie back to Trump, we don't know because Mueller is running an airtight investigation. There have been zero leaks coming out of that. And we don't know what he's got on Trump but Mueller has got everything. At this point, with the proffer deal that Manafort has, has given, Mueller already has everything that Manafort knows. Manafort's uh, had to turn over all of his assets in forfeiture to the government. It was something like $46 million, I believe it was. And it, so that pays for the investigation and then some. It actually turned a profit for the government, this investigation. And that includes Manafort's apartment in Trump Tower,
0: Right, the government now owns an apartment in Trump Tower. The
1: government now owns an apartment in Trump Tower, and this is why I'm not the special prosecutor, because if I was Bob Mueller, I would set up an office in that apartment, because if you want to see Trump (laughs) spin off the rails, that'll (laughs) do it right there. Like, As far as I'm concerned, Manafort, Cohen, uh, Papadopoulos.
0: Papadopoulos. The coffee coffee boy. Coffee (laughs) boy. (laughs) Coffee boy. Quote, unquote.
1: They have given up all the goods on Trump uh, I think Roger Stone's next. I think possibly Steve Bannon's going down.
0: Don Jr. is going to be in a lot Don of trouble Junior's too. Don Jr. and in, so is Jared um, Kushner.
1: Yeah, all of this stuff, all of the trouble is has already happened. We just don't see it yet because Mueller is that good. He's already got it all out, and I think, I think, I think this next little while is going to be like. Like Christmas, there's going to be just a present all the time. The 12 days of, of Mueller are coming up. It's like, <laughs> on, on the first day, day of Mueller, Mueller my the... <laughs> true love
0: gave to me.
2: I'm glad somebody's excited.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, look, I, this I, is
1: the beginning of the end. Uh, it really I is. will
0: split the difference between the two of you because on some level, I'm as excited as you are. And I think it's a really big deal because for so long, Paul Manafort was like, I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to talk. I'm going to take this all to trial. I'm very loyal to Donald Trump. So to hear now that he has decided to cooperate with the Mueller investigation, Investigation, I do think is a pretty big deal. Um, but at the same time, you know, I don't know, even with all these pieces going together, like, I can see how it looks like Donald Trump is involved in this. And and I personally, my honest opinion is that he is. Um, but at the same time, I also recognize that, like, I don't know, we live in um, some universe where Donald Trump's president to begin with. And so, like, <laughs> is there sort of this possibility that it could turn out that, like, Everybody else was involved and Donald really didn't know anything about it. I mean, sure. And like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's that I'm just that pessimistic because like, it feels like nothing that they throw at him sticks. I mean, this is literally the guy that said, I grab her by the, you know you know what and like you know i could shoot somebody on fifth avenue and like a whole you know and now we know that he paid off a uh, an adult film star and like his, his lawyer pled guilty to that which you know she had been saying all along and he may have paid off some other adult film star so it's like you know i don't know it's just like because nothing ever sticks it sometimes feels like when all is said and done we're gonna come to find out that like these people did all of these things and did all this conspiracy because I, I don't like the phrase collusion because collusion actually isn't a crime. The crime is conspiracy. Yes. And Donald just didn't know anything about it. But on the other hand, I'm like, I don't know. Donald is, is, is it's either like he's too dumb or he's the mastermind. And he obviously knew everything about it because it like it, it's got to be one or the other. Um, so, you know, so that's like that's how I'm feeling about it right now. But I'm also scared that like nothing is going to come of it and we're still going to be stuck right where we are.
1: Yeah. So uh, my feeling is that he totally he totally was in on it to begin with. Uh, There's plenty of articles out there detailing his connections to the Russian mob. Uh, The Russian mob is connected, of course, to Putin. And we all know how much Trump loves Putin. So as far as I'm concerned, yes, he's absolutely involved in the conspiracy, making him unfit for office. If there's a possibility that he didn't know and that he got played by all these different people, then he's stupid and ignorant and is also unfit for office. So he's either lying... Or he's stupid.
0: Right, exactly. Um, so I just wanted to read a comment that we're getting from Gary Walker, and then we'll get Greg back in on this conversation. Gary says, another example of dumps America. Some vermin feel they can do anything they want. Laws are suddenly unimportant. Blame this whole miserable situation on Trump and his continuing barrage of verbal and tweeting garbage.
1: That's true. There uh-huh. was an editor of Stormfront that says he can't be, uh, he can't be uh, uh, held accountable for racism because Trump's not being held accountable for racism. That just happened this week.
2: And and Alyssa, I I think you can actually feel me on this from your attorney side of things. I need some receipts. I I got smoke, but I don't have a fire and nothing has leaked related to Trump or anything like that. I got people walking into people's homes and shooting them and they might get off. And you mean (laughs) to tell me that I should think. For sure that something's gonna happen to Trump. I'm, not, no, I'm no. not there yet. I think
0: you're right. I think you're right. I mean, look, and it just comes down on like, you know, where you fall in terms of evidence. I mean, look, I'll give you an example. One of the classic examples that we talk to about people when you take basic evidence 101 in law school is the difference between direct evidence and circumstantial evidence, right? Direct evidence is I walk outside and I see it's raining, so I know it's raining. Circumstantial evidence is, um, some people start coming into my home and they all have umbrellas and they're all wearing raincoats I don't actually know it's raining because I haven't walked outside but I can assume that it rained because if it wasn't raining then why would everybody be coming in my house with raincoats and umbrellas and so I sort of i understand where you're where you're getting at right now because right now it kind of feels like people are walking in with umbrellas but I haven't actually seen the rain and so the question becomes like is that going to be good enough to convince you but not just convince you because here it's like normally it would be convincing a jury but of course Of course, because we're talking about impeachment, which we're going to talk about a little more in a second um, after we come back from break. You know, it's not convincing a jury of one's peers. It's convincing a jury of 100 senators, um, 66 of whom would have to vote actually to have Donald Trump removed. Um, So, you know, look... that sort of leads us into this next question, which is like, do we actually expect Paul Manafort to be truthful? And assuming Paul Manafort does have dirt on Donald Trump, what does this potentially mean for Trump? Um, You know, and I think that sort of gets to what you're talking about, which is like, give me the receipts. So, like, yeah,
2: give me the receipts. And also Manafort versus Trump, whose word did I want to take?
0: Neither one of them. They're yeah. both well, liars. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> so
2: I'm going to need more people besides Manafort and Trump weighing in on this when this investigation is all said and
1: done. That's a fair point. But here's the factor that you're neither of you are considering right now. Manafort does not have a choice but to give up what he knows to Mueller. Or Manafort's going to die in prison. Manafort's, Manafort's already going to die in prison. probably going to die in prison anyway. He's 70. But... If he lies to Mueller, Mueller is getting him to give him those receipts that you're looking for. Mueller already knows everything. He already knows everything. There was a skit skit on Saturday Night Live about a year ago with, um, uh, oh gosh, the, the comedian's name slips my mind. you know who I mean? She's always playing. Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Thank you. And she played Mueller and she showed up on Weekend Update and going, you know, I'm having a blast. Oh, no, some no. some you're investigations, they leave like little little crumbs. Trump, t- they're leaving whole loaves, fresh break loaves from Panera bread. So the receipts are there. Mueller is keeping it all close to the vest because he wants it all out there. And when, when he finally announces his indictments and his case, it's all going to be there for you. So I understand where you're coming from, but trust me, it's coming.
2: But Chad you made a point earlier that Mueller is running a tight operation. Nobody knows anything. So when you say you know he knows everything. How do you know? We actually know that (laughs) he knows stuff, but we don't know if he has enough or knows what we need to know. And so that's my point. We don't No. And so until I know more, I'm not that excited.
0: No, I think that's that's fair. fair. I think that's fair. Um, You know, just we we, we're going to take a quick break in just about a minute. Look, there's been enough guilty pleas surrounding this to to be like there's it's not that there's I'll say this. You're right. We don't have enough information necessarily to really know anything for sure about Trump directly. Um, But there's been between the Papadopoulos guilty plea, the Flynn guilty plea, the Michael Cohn guilty plea, which isn't necessarily related to Russia, but it could be. um, There's enough there to say this isn't a witch hunt. To go back
1: to her analogy, you don't know, you haven't seen the rain But the puddles in your house are getting bigger.
0: Yeah, exactly. So on that note, we're going to take a quick break. uh, But when we come back, we'll continue the conversation about the Trump-Russia scandal. And we'll talk more about impeachment. Mm. And we are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard Radio on WHCR 90.3 FM. My name's Alyssa Fuchs. I am your political and legal correspondent. I am drawn today by special guest host Chad R. McDonald from The Good, the Chad, and the Ugly. Hello. And Gregory Neesmith from the Gregory Neesmith show, The Underdog Stuff, which of course comes on right after this show, right here on WHCR 90.3 FM. Uh, So before we went on break, we were talking about the new news about Paul Manafort and all the other things we know about the Trump-Russia scandal. Um, And we got a comment from Robin came who says but where there's so much smoke we will have fire soon um and i think that's sort of like the the disagreement a little bit that we're having here in the station which is like does all the smoke mean that the fire is definitely coming or are we going to see a lot of smoke but eventually it's just going to smolder out and nothing's going to happen um and i think that's a fair question to be raising but um to switch gears just for a second it's not really switching gears it's just sort of the next Step in this conversation is assuming for a second that this smoke does turn into a full blown fire, um, which, of course, as we discussed, may or may not happen. uh, Then there becomes this question, which is, should the Democrats bring impeachment proceedings against Donald Trump if they win back the House in November? Uh, Right now, the Democrats do not control the House, so they cannot start impeachment proceedings. They just do not have the votes. Um, But after the general election in November, there's a good chance, um, a very good chance that Democrats are going to retake the House there's a slight chance they could retake back the Senate, but it's, you know, that's going to be sort of a toss-up. Um, and and even if they did, I just want to remind people, you need to have a two-thirds vote for removal. Um, so just real quick, before we jump into this question, just for those of you who don't know, just getting impeached doesn't mean you're actually removed from office. Impeachment is sort of like an indictment. Um, you have to get two-thirds of the House to vote for articles of impeachment. If they do, there is then a trial held in the Senate uh, where evidence is put on. Evidence, that thing we were just talking about. And ultimately, the senators act as the jury and if 66% of the Senate, which is two-thirds, 66 senators um, decide to vote for removal then the president is not just impeached but removed. So as we saw in 1992 uh, with Bill Clinton, he was impeached by the House but they did not remove him from office and then he actually went on to win a second term Um, and so that of course brings it back to the question I raised which is should the Democrats impeach Trump? Is that a good idea or not a good idea? We'll start with you Greg.
2: My initial answer would be no. But then I always think back back to the saying of it's always uh, the right time to do the right thing. And so if he does findings of something that should be impeached, impeach him, but do it quickly. No pomp and circumstance, no long drawn out. Get the impeachment, get it on record. He won't be convicted in the Senate. And then let's move on and focus on 2020.
1: So um, whether or not I feel he should be impeached, I do feel that if the Democrats take the House, and especially if they get the Senate, He will be impeached. Um, The issue with that, of course, is that impeachment is notoriously difficult to prove and make stick. Uh, It didn't really work with Clinton. Uh, And, I mean, you had someone like, for example, um, Aaron Burr. He was a vice president, and he was caught uh, stockpiling... uh, Uh, what was he what was he hang on let me look this up (laughs) well you look that up I'm going to jump to a
0: comment from Robin came again Um, she says uh, both the houses uh, but without both of the houses meaning if we don't control the Senate it doesn't matter but Democrats can start other investigations and I'm really glad that Robin said that because that's actually my position Um, I don't think Democrats should impeach him especially now that we're like just over two years from the 2020 election and actually by the time uh, the November election rolls around we'll be under two years to the next election, um, I actually think it would be expending a lot of political capital um, and not really getting anywhere because you don't control the Senate. And even if Democrats did control the Senate, they would have to convince Republicans to vote with them in order to actually remove him. So I think that it wouldn't be a good idea to spend the political capital that way. Instead, um, I agree with Robin. Democrats should start other investigations, which essentially means for the next two years, Democrats would instead of, they can file articles of impeachment if they wanted to but I just don't think that's necessarily the best option. To me, it's like subpoena, 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 investigate, 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 basically do what Republicans did to Barack Obama over the Benghazi non-scandal for two years and basically use that as a method to obstruct and delay, not let Republicans get anything done, not let them get any agenda done, also create a lot of um, political information in the news cycle that will be covered day in and day out and day in and day out, and essentially use that to club Trump over the head in 2020, so that he just can't win re-election.
2: Just a couple of thoughts. You said that we'll be potentially like two years out from the next election. Correct. I would actually go a step further and say we'll be only about six months out from the start of the campaigning for that next election. And with that being said. I put, put a play on words with Investigate. I think Democrats should be investigating what do black women voters want, what do yes. suburban women want, what do independents who voted for Obama but then voted for Trump want. What do those folks want? And if they don't want impeachment, if they want to talk about jobs and health care and things like that, that's what they should be spending their time on next year and not impeachment and subpoenas.
1: Yeah, now to build on both of that, which I would agree with, uh, the point I, that I trailed off on before was about Aaron Burr. Now he was a former vice president, and he was caught stockpiling supplies and gathering a force to take over some of the lands that would eventually be obtained through the Louisiana Purchase. That is pretty much almost a definition of treason right there. But it was so hard to argue in court that they they didn't even they didn't even charge him for that. Um, no president has been charged with bribery, which would uh, which would cause you know which would be which would call for impeachment. Uh, no, uh, what exactly constitutes a high crime or a misdemeanor that would uh, have to be grounds for impeachment. And treason, of course, is the toughest one to prove. A lot of it, when it comes to impeachment, is going to depend upon what Mueller releases when he releases it.
2: Yeah, I don't think people want to hear some of the reality, which is. The best way to remove Donald Trump from office to vote him is out. to vote him out. Yeah, It's hard to get a president, a sitting president, convicted in the Senate and kicked out of office. So guess what? This is a lot of style and not much substance and a bit of a waste of time, even though folks don't want to hear that.
0: No, and sure, you know, and not for nothing, you know, we always talk about paying attention to history, right? People always say, remember history so we don't repeat it. That's a big thing we've heard since Donald Trump's election. Well, guess what? If you want to remember history so that you don't repeat it, well, two things. One, 1992, it's the economy stupid. So that goes right off of what you're saying. Uh, If Democrats, an alternative thing they can do, I mean, and sure, they can open up investigations. And they should. But put out a budget. A budget tells us what your priorities are. Tell us what you're going to do. Tell us how you want to spend our money if you were to, you know, get elected, uh, get the presidency in 2020, because presumably they'll already win back the House and, you know, assuming they win back the House. Put out a budget. Tell us we want to allocate less money for this and more money for education, more Mm -hmm. money for Mm -hmm. infrastructure, more money for this. More money for that. That tells us what your priorities are. And that fits with what do the voters want? Absolutely. But the other thing we should remember about history and repeating itself is when Bill Clinton was impeached and they could not get him removed because they did not have the votes to find him guilty. And he was actually acquitted. That allowed him to not just remain in office, but to get reelected because he was able to run on that. And so we run the risk of if we try to go that step of impeaching Donald Trump, it could blow back in our faces it could motivate Donald Trump's base and the people that are going to go out and vote for Donald Trump, and we could end up losing the 2020 election because we give them ammunition, um, you know, for like this being a political witch hunt if we don't actually get the votes for removal, which we probably won't get because there's not enough Republicans that will actually vote for a removal. So my personal opinion is just that it's like it's politically a bad idea, it's legally a bad idea, and there's so many alternative things that we can be doing that would put us better position for 2020 and 2022 um, you know chad i know you wanted to jump in and then we'll we'll loop back around and we'll go to a quick break before we get to final comments
1: yeah i uh i think uh, i think i would agree with a lot of that um with me i don't want to just see him impeached i want to see him imprisoned uh my wife put it best one day she was like i can't wait for the day When that entire family and all of all of the people who are involved in this are run at a town on a rail because they all deserve prison time, as far as I'm concerned. Um, That being said, yeah, if we try to impeach him and it doesn't work, that's going to backfire. So let's not do that.
2: Let's give the voters what they want. And that is, what are you going to do for me to make life better?
0: Absolutely. Yes. Um, so on that note we're going to take a quick break when we come back we'll take some final thoughts and then we'll close it out for the day thanks so much for staying with us and we are back this is Alyssa Fuchs this is WHCR 90.3 FM the voice of Harlem you're listening to let your voice be heard radio Uh, we just were talking about Donald Trump and the ongoing and never ending Trump Russia scandal Um, and I sort of think we all came out in the place where like we don't necessarily think impeachment uh, is really the best option although I know there are many Democrats and liberals who will disagree who actually think that if uh democrats do not file articles of impeachment that they're essentially um you know they have no cojones as we say um since i can't say the other word on the air um so anyways what do you guys think what 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 what's your final thoughts on this and what do you think we can do to continue to resist the trump administration moving forward greg
2: my final thoughts are let's go figure out what some of the main voter blocks want going forward and for me the the goal is register to vote Go out with some people, you know, and get them to the polls and continue to do whatever you're doing locally to make a difference.
0: Absolutely. Chad.
1: So uh, every day, it seems the New York Times or The Washington Post or NBC Nightly News or CNN or somebody is running the. Hi, we're going to go to the heartland and talk to the Trump voter. Stop that. All right? You cannot reach Trump voters. Trump voters voted for Trump because he's not a politician. Now that Trump's in all this hot water and getting caught paying porn stars and leaving people to die in Puerto Rico and all of these different crimes that now he's been implicated in, they say, oh, but all politicians do that. There's no reaching these people. They are unreasonable. The people we need to reach are the people who do not vote. So find the people who do not vote. Get them registered. Take them to the polls. Take the day off if you can. There are poor people in poor sections of this country that cannot afford to take the day off. Find a way to get them to the polls because the Republicans do not want them to vote. And anyone who's telling you that your vote is not important simply does not want you to vote. And that's all there is to it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, look, I couldn't agree with the both of you more. Um, I'll harp back to the thing that I mentioned before. I mean, as for Democrats that are already in office, I think they need to tell us what their priorities are um, so that we know what they're standing for and not just what they're running against. I mean, it's fine. We understand they're against Donald Trump and that they want to do everything to obstruct and resist his agenda. So do we. Um, but it's not good enough just to tell us what you are against. It You have to tell us what you stand for. That is incredibly important. Um, and it's, it's up to our elected officials to come out and give us their platform and tell us what they stand for. Um, But as for us, yes, it is really important that we get involved, and especially at the local level. Um, We saw right here in New York uh, uh, like a 10-term congressman, Joe Crowley, get ousted by a 28-year-old who had never run Mm -hmm. for office before Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. He was leading her in the polls by 30 points um, and basically took for granted the fact that he thought he was going to win that election. So So we need to get more... Young people involved in politics Get out there Help young people campaign Um, There's a lot of things That we can be doing To resist the Trump administration Um, Go out there and vote Get your friends to register to vote Get your friends out there To volunteer on campaigns We have a general election Coming up in just about Two months right now Um, And there are a lot of candidates That need your help That could use people That can get out there Volunteer Knock on doors Canvas for them Hand out literature At subway stations All the things that I was doing Over the past couple of months um, for the local elections here Those are also going to be happen At the national level um, You know, Continue to call your senators Continue to call your elected officials There is so much we can be doing To continue to resist the Trump administration And put ourselves in a position to win Not just in 2018 but in 2020 On that note Thank you so much for listening To Let Your Voice Be Heard Radio this morning We really appreciate it We will be back next week On Let Your Voice Be Heard Radio Here on WHCR 90.3 FM I of course will not be hearing next week unfortunately i have a very special event that i have to be with stanley and selena will be back on and then after that show we will have to take a quick hiatus um due to some uh construction that's going to be going on here at whcr but we will keep you posted we're going to try and still live stream the show on facebook and we really really thank you so much for sticking with us this morning have a great sunday greg's show is coming up next greg tell us all about your show and how it's coming up next
2: coming up next the gregory Niesma show a special delivery of underdog stuff and today's episode will be Who are you fighting for? And we'll get into it. A special mix of politics and personal development coming up at noon at the top of the hour.
0: Thank you so much.